Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. We have a collaboration episode today. I brought the Ball Boys in for a Wimbledon Deep Dive. This is going to be super fun. Uh, we have Andy and Kelly from uh, at Big Ten Watto fame uh, to break down the Wimbledon men's draw, and uh, we'll give a little bit of sprinkle to the ladies' draw, see if we can pluck a couple of uh, uh, outright darts out of that mess. And uh, with that, ball boys, welcome to the deep dive. It's glad you finally had me on here. <laughs> what what for those for those listening who have not uh, who don't know what the hell i'm talking about can you uh give me a little background on the ball boys kelly that's you oh see i was gonna <laughs> say andy was the publicist and he was gonna give us the rundown uh weekly podcast short sweet to the point about the upcoming weekly tennis events hosted by uh andy there and guesting every week by me, I guess. Look and at Andy's the host and Kelly's the talent? <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> okay. I, I do the editing and he's the, like I said on Twitter today, huge nerd, <laughs> lots of spreadsheet. <laughs> and I I actually, he sent them to me before, the, before we record. So I can't make fun of the spreadsheets because I do reference them to put together outrights. And how far? Yeah, how how long into this are you guys? I, I, by the way, I fully advocate for this idea. We're into the time of the season where there's an interesting uh, event every week to talk about. Um, we go from Wimbledon these next two weeks to uh, the Newport Hall of Fame grass, the last the last bastion yeah. of grass, uh, and then uh, then there's some hardcore swing through the U.S., which is always pretty popular, along with a couple of clay events, straggling clay events in Europe. Um, how what's uh, what what episode? Uh, we're going to do this collaboratively, right? We'll go through, talk about uh, handicapping grass, handicapping Wimbledon, tell some stories, go through our reactions to the draw here on the deep dive, uh, and then uh, and then separately we'll do a, a ball boys episode where I'm the guest. We would, we talk we'd about be features. delighted to have you on. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. So um, which episode is will this be for you guys? I'm just stuck in the middle. It's like you two are my divorced parents or something. <laughs> I'm getting two Christmases for Wimbledon here. This will be it. episode four. We started right after the French Open. We, lo- we like nice little launch for the grass season. Um, you made me a nice new grass uh, uh, Twitter header thing, which is awesome. And uh, – Go with grass. That's the the theme for ball boys. Okay, so uh, three episodes in, have you been? Have you guys been giving out winners, or are people just like, why am I listening to this? A little of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rocky start, right? The first week we gave out two or three uh, outrights, and they were all busted out in the first round or two, I think. And then, oh yeah, and it was it was like Sasha Zverev just went and laid an egg, and I think maybe was that the Kevin Anderson week? It Kevin was, Anderson and Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev went out in the first round, and then week two though was Chilich, and we have Manorino this week, and he's okay. in the final tomorrow. Nice. So you hit the. I I remember listening to Chilich, and I backed Chilich thanks to the Ball Boys, and got a nice little. Uh, plus 550 to pad my bankroll, which was very much appreciated. So thank you for that, guys. 
Uh, and then uh, Manorino is in the final. That was one of your picks. Yeah, they got a little dicey today, but he got there. Nice. So Mantalia, is that uh, Mantalia. is that they re- renaming the tournament after this guy if he wins? And, yeah. Uh, and granted, this is a you know we're we're here to talk Wimbledon, but like even if I didn't have an outright, I think I might cheer for him. He's, he's never gotten a championship before. Oh, that goes for a couple geez. guys. He, I remember yeah. him getting beat by Sugita in the finals last year. So hopefully he gets his revenge and uh, uh, and takes down double D's uh, in the final this week. What, what what number did you guys get on uh, on Man Mantalia? Seven to one. Nice. Oh, good deal. Is it seven. Good I, deal. I thought it was six. He is maybe, maybe right. a better Canadian number than me. Losses, yeah, could be better to survive. Um, Manorino's threatening to become the uh, VEB of of Turkey. I love yeah. it. The I the tur- it. the the Quito is Keto Keto go King of Keto. Yeah, the King, King of Keto. Of Three straight finals. This tournament in Turkey's been around for two years, and Manorino's in the final both times. He's going to be the king of uh, King of Turkey. Okay. Well, let's get a winner. Um, great to hear that you guys are having success on grass. Uh, when we all came together last, we previewed Roland Garros. Uh, the French Open back at the end of May, we gave away all of the. We gave away the whole game. We were on everything that happened. Effectively, it was probably if I if I were to if someone were to ask me, give me a podcast to that kind of re- reflects like your knowledge of sports handicapping. I would say, oh, go listen to the Roland Garros podcast we did because we were all over it. We talked about how. Uh, Nadal even at minus 200 or whatever he was still represented some value because it was something like we've, we had like an 80 or 90% chance he was going to win uh, and then uh, we called uh, Nadal team final um, we uh, we were looking for the resurgence of Djokovic uh, we had Halep winning the women uh, it was just a tour of tour de force uh, so with that uh, I look forward to blabbing about Wimbledon now for an hour and finding out that we're totally wrong uh, so let's get right into it. Um, Wimbledon is on grass. It's in London. It's the oldest of the tennis slams. This will be 132nd time that a champion is crowned at the uh, what is it the the, the uh, tennis and cricket grass club or something? It has a crazy funny name. Do you recall oh, the name oh, of this place? Tennis and grass. Yes, it's got a funny name. Kelly, do you remember? Tennis and Croquet. It's, it's Croquet, yeah. Tennis and Croquet, all, that's it. All tennis England croquet. Lawn and Tennis Croquet Club. Excellent. Which so we are... They abbreviate, I think, too. Like when you see it in a logo or whatever, <laughs> they, they try to make up some kind of weird uh, abbreviation. I love it. So this, uh, this tournament has uh, a pretty special place in my heart. This was the first uh, tennis tournament I remember watching as a youth. Uh, I used to pull for Pete Sampras every year uh, growing up watching uh, tennis on grass at Wimbledon. Uh, this was the first tennis tournament I bet. Uh, I remember backing Federer back in the day to win titles here. He is our most accomplished uh, Wimbledon champion of all time. He has hoisted the trophy eight times. He is going for number nine this year. He's the proverbial favorite coming into this tournament. Uh, Kelly, is uh, is Wimbledon as special to you as it is to some of the other folks of this part who are of the same generation? 
Yeah, that's right. I say generation. I am. Uh, yeah, I, we talked about this in the French Open. Wimbledon is my gateway into tennis as a kid. Um, you know, uh, most North American sports are focused at night. You come home from school, you do your hockey or baseball or activity. You come home and, you know, you catch the middle innings of a baseball game or the second period of hockey before you go to bed. Uh, Wimbledon was the only thing as a child that was on TV during the day in the summertime. Your parents are gone, you're home, and you get the TV to yourself. Yeah, Wimbledon was everything when I was a, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kid. I think Excellent. the first first year I watched it was the year Becker was repeating. Okay. Ooh, yeah. That's a throwback. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna say wow. you were just talking to me about watching Ash and Connors at the seventy five <laughs> final. Yeah. Not quite that old. But uh, I can distinctly remember like uh, You remember Wood Rackets? I, I remember Becker rolling around and uh, the hype of him as an eighteen year old defending his title. That was uh, oh I remember that for sure. That was must see TV. Cool. So the uh, was this uh, your first uh, foray into tennis betting as well? No, my first foray uh-huh. into betting tennis was um, the 2013 season. Was all about learning about tennis. Like, hey, I follow tennis. I play tennis. I should like I like stats. I should study this a little bit. And uh, the 2014 Aussie Open, Stan Wawrinka. That was my introduction to tennis betting. Very cool. So that's what that makes more sense now. So that's why you got uh, a soft spot for Stanimal. It makes totally sense. is. Yeah, I love Stan. I had an outright on him. I followed a guy on on Twitter who had an outright on him, and I threw a couple bucks on him at like thirty-five to one, I think. And yeah, love the Stanimal. That was huge upset. Uh, Andy, what are some of your memories about uh, betting on uh, Wimbledon or just watching Wimbledon growing up? Well, even just like growing up, like when I, when I was young, we, we didn't have uh, – we lived out in the country. You couldn't have cable like unless you bought – you know, back then it was like the satellite dish that was the size of a car if you wanted anything besides like antenna channels. And like it was cool because it was on. You know, that was it just – I think NBC has always had it. That sounds right to me. As far, as far as I can go back, like it was just, you know, if you even today, if you didn't have, if you don't have cable, you're not going to watch a ton of tennis, unless right. you're streaming it. So, but like, so this <laughs> one, it was on. Like it was, it was a tournament that you could watch, especially when you got to, you know, towards the towards the end of it. So I always remember watching. I, I remember Sampras too, being American. Yeah, it was yeah. nice to have somebody to cheer for. Uh, I, yeah, I, Kelly's Canadian, so I mean. He, he got darn close in 16. I think maybe the only finalist for, yeah. uh, so, for the neighbors up north. But, yeah, America's won a lot of these. Uh, American tennis sucks right now, but uh, – We used you know, to be good at this. The 90s, maybe. Oh, yeah. Even um, Washington made a final. I, I see Courier. Why have you Washington? Wow, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah, I I was a Sampras fan as a kid, and I definitely remember like I thought like tennis on clay was a joke, and I hated it. And I loved tennis on grass because Sampras was such a disaster on clay and so good on grass. And I just love the I love the big serve and volley game. Like that's just a fun. It's fun to watch. It's great to great way to mix it up. Uh, I like the quick points. It's it's a it's a it's a fun uh, iteration of the sport. And um, 
you know, I mean, all that stuff comes into like first order importance when you're handicapping these, wouldn't you say Kelly? Yeah, for sure. It's all about, can you hold serve? Um, can you avoid being wrong footed? Uh, like your movements imperative. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, a, it's funny how different it is from clay and they're right after each other on the calendar. It is funny. And do you yeah, have like a big adjustment? Do you yeah. have like a certain like kind of a mental model of players that you find are particularly strong grass players relative to the other services? I am looking at how often they hold serve. That's paramount. You got to be in the mid nineties for like hold percentage on grass. Um, you have to have extensive grass experience. Like I got lit up by Bonachorich two weeks ago because I bet against him every time because he had no grass experience and he rolled through Halla. Um, usually historically you need to have some kind of grass experience and other than Djokovic, you usually have to have played a couple matches on grass before Wimbledon in order to be successful at Wimbledon. Um, Djokovic is a freak of nature. He won three times without ever playing a warm-up event. Um, so those are the kind of the three things I start off with as a checklist, uh, and then go from there. I love that. Okay, so hold break percentage is something that I know is super useful and important, and a lot of people rely on it. It's something that I guess maybe just because it's a little tougher to come by, I've never really directly incorporated it, but uh, it makes perfect sense uh, in terms of um, you know how you come into handicapping a grass tennis match. Would you say, um, having looked at the uh, current form of some of the players coming into this, are there a couple of guys – uh, who you've seen put together pretty impressive campaigns in this little tiny, you know, short grass uh, uh, grass stretch that we've had between uh, the French Open and now? No, if you want to talk about big names that have put together big clay or sorry, big grass seasons in such a short time. But other than Chilich, none of the like top ten, top fifteen guys oh. have have been rolling. It's like how we could lock in the seeds so early because none of them played. Yeah, there's like, very you, little of it this year. No, there was no changing in the seeds because none of those guys had a chance to really gain or lose any points. And I mean, if you want to talk about people that have done well on grass, you go. You you can say Chilich just because of he got his, his uh, win last week. But look who's in the finals tomorrow. I mean, the, there's not a lot of people playing playing this week right up to it unless you go to the women's side which we haven't touched on but there's some big names that uh that are still going at it uh, yesterday today and yeah. tomorrow but yeah they tomorrow their hats. uh the lesser's Zverev, zoomer manorino and lacco like that's crazy. Made the finals crazy um anyone we anyone in the, anyone in the uh, anyone in the next tier of guys that has put together an impressive campaign in your opinion no, it really isn't. Like, uh, <laughs> it's funny how this grass season has gone. Um, the one guy I would point out, I'm sure we'll talk about him, but uh, Kyrgios is in the next tier of guys. And, I mean, he doesn't have, uh, you know, championship pedigree by any sense, uh, the imagination. But he, he's got two tournaments entered on grass this year. He's got two solid losses. It's not like he got upset. He lost to Federer. And he lost to um, oh, who else did he lose? Chilich, right? He lost to yeah, Chilich. Chilich sure. right? Yeah, Chilich. Yeah. So he lost to, to Federer and Stuttgart and Chilich in in London. 
And those are there's nothing wrong with losing to those two guys. They both went on to win the, those respective tournaments. He's got a he's got a big serve. Like we're talking, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's up around ninety uh, percent hold uh, on grass and just in general, like on any surface, Curios is able to to generate ninety percent hold rate. Um, and so another thing that we didn't really talk on, talk about there was tie breaks. There's more tie breaks on grass than on any other surface, obviously. Um, because the points are so quick, because the ability to break serve is uh, it's so hard to break serve uh, on grass. So you have to be good in tie breaks. So one thing, if you, I don't know if anybody is listening that reads what I put out every day, but I, I track, I, <laughs> I track tie break. And I what is reading? Oh, dead, yeah, print, print is dead, yeah. <laughs> read, I'm kidding. Eh? No, I'm curious. What, so what but, have you seen so far on tie then, breaks? Yeah, don't don't read. Just look at the graphic I publish and look at the tiebreak numbers. Um, there's lots of places you can track tiebreak numbers, and you should look at how people perform in tiebreaks and take it into account when you're handicapping grass matches. There are guys that have like one guy that I personally love to watch is, is Ch- uh, we talked about Chung earlier this year. Yeah. He's horrible in tie. He's horrible in tiebreaks, and there's the vast majority of players will fall into a. 45 to 55 percent winning uh, percentage in tie breaks. The vast majority, but there are guys who are at the extreme where, like, they just are terrible in tie breaks. And there are guys, conversely, who are amazing. Like Federer has the most um, Wimbledon titles. It's not surprising that he also has the best tie break percentage of anybody ever. He's comfortable playing in tie breaks. Kyrgios is a guy. He's just talking about the next tier of guys who has a great hole percentage, he's good on grass, and he is super successful in tie breaks. Like he's, I think he's 79 and 55, if I remember from last week, uh, in his career. Wow. On t- in tie breaks. That is really good. It doesn't sound like it's huge because, you know, 80 to 50 is not a huge gap, but 80 wins to 50 losses in tie breaks, if you work on the percentage and extrapolate that over the young guy extrapolate that percentage over his career it's very in line with what someone like Djokovic has um Djokovic is like 220 and 120 in his career um and obviously has three Wimbledon titles so just something to keep in the back of your head when you're handicapping these matches look at how players perform in tie breaks both this year and over their career I love that huge on grass that's do you a, think it's beca- do you think it's like a- that, that uh, Djokovic not get there too? Yeah, it granted, is. I didn't granted, he, that you know, he dropped out of whatever. Uh, what was the last tournament he played there? I can't. He got straight. He played Queens and Chilich beat him in the final. Yeah, he got. Surprised yeah, you don't remember that having a Chilich future because <laughs> it was close. <laughs> yeah, I just, and ironically, yeah, I it, all, it, all, it, it all it all it all it all the the whole match spun on the tiebreak that Chilich beat Djokovic. Yeah, ironically enough. Yeah, which is surprising. So if if you look at that, I was I gave up on that match, right? So and you don't remember, like he we were going to do a podcast, now. and I was like, it's out, like he's lost because Chilich is almost a like a fifty percent tiebreak guy. Yeah, he, he gets tight. He gets tight. He loses tiebreaks despite the fact that he's got a great serve and a great winning percentage on grass. Like he's a he's a, wins over seventy percent of the time. Djokovic is a amazing tiebreak player. Like he is top ten percent all time. He's like 220 and 120, uh, 220 wins, 120 losses in tie breaks. And he choked that tie break away in London, and it was shocking to me. And cost him the match. Yeah. Cost him the title. Cost him the title. 
Um, okay, fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Uh, do you think tie breaks in general is it, is it a guts thing or is it uh, like you specifically have a strategy of how you're going to play out and win your seven points? I think it's guts, and I think it's like uh, the ability to compose yourself after you lose a point, um, especially uh, on grass when there's literally you can look at tie break history and it's like every tie break ends seven four seven five because it, you basically just have to lose one point to lose the tie break. Um, what's key if you're going to look at tie breaks and you want to drill right down? Look at the point coming out of the mini out of the break. So it's. Uh, like after six points, they go to their chairs and towel off and get a drink of water or whatever. The ability to reset when you're coming out of that little mini break, guys that do it well, they win those tie breaks. Fascinating. Okay. That's a great uh, great kind of launch into you know how you go about handicapping uh, grass tennis, in my opinion. Uh, Andy, are there any other kind of basics that you think we missed in, in, uh, in how, to, how to do this? Uh, I was waiting all day. A big one, a big part of my handicapping all of a sudden is the spreadsheet that I get in my inbox from the other guy that we're talking to today. (laughs) Like knowing, knowing, you know, who, who's going to do well on the surface. There are players who just don't do it. Like you said, with, with Sampras just not being a clay player. What was uh, was it a tournament this week? Boy, my memory is just shit right now. But uh, the World Schwartz, Cup will do that to you. <laughs> Schwartz, yeah, World Cup is fried. Man, but Schwartzman, Diego, Diego Schwartzman was a Mighty number Mouse, one yeah. seed. He was a number one seed in the tournament, and he was like the sixth favorite to win it. And he never won a match on grass. Yeah, because seeding is one thing, and playing on a surface well is another. And yeah, he. We've seen how that went. He he doesn't have a trophy right now. He doesn't have a W. <laughs> so he doesn't have win, a W, so. yeah. yeah so you, <laughs> it's I mean, incredible. There, there are going to be plenty of people playing in this tournament. You, and you can look like if you're just looking at it, real basic 10,000 feet kind of thing, like this guy's ranked like 50 spots higher than this other guy, but he's a he's an underdog. Maybe that's a good bet. And it's like, yeah, maybe he's from Argentina. And he sucks on grass, and he's just here because yeah. it's a slam, and he's playing it. You know, if, you, if you're a little newer to tennis, you, you really need to dig into previous yeah. results on the surface because it's not like it's not like other sports where, you know, I'm if I'm if I'm Ovechkin, I'm going to play pretty good hockey at pretty much every single arena. Even though we did learn over the winter that hockey arenas used to be different sizes blew my mind but you know it's not a uniform surface from one tournament to another and there's a huge difference in how a player can play yeah uh we the last time we saw schwartzman he uh he looked like he could beat nadal on clay uh short of a rain rain delay and uh and then he comes out as the number one seed and gets run uh, by Lacko. I, I know, and here he's in the final. Did you see they lined him as a favorite against uh, Mirza Basic in the the round one here? I think I'm probably going to take Basic. I mean, this this has just gotten out of control. Uh, I don't. I just don't think. I think it's in his head. I don't think Schwartzman can win on grass. Um, let's uh, let's 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 dive right into the uh, the draw. Um, we have. I just want to say before you sure. start that that was phenomenal pronunciation of. However you say that guy's name, because I sausage, sausage bitch. Yeah, I mean that guy's name is just—it's basic. That's it. That's how I, 
<laughs> well, he, you see here, unlike, unlike on the ball boys, here on the deep dive, we pride ourselves in pronunciating the names 100% yeah. correct. I'm going to butcher so. names for the rest of time. <laughs> I just don't care. Yes, I've got, I went to my I went to European tennis name elocution school so I could pronounce all these names 100% correctly. Uh, and Mirza Basic uh, from Bosnia and no Bosnia, that's right. Yeah, yeah Bosnia. Bosnia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, he uh, he's going to get some dog money for me uh, as a uh, medium price underdog versus uh, Diego Sebastian Schwartzman in uh, round one of Wimbledon. Uh, let's dive into the um, to the draw. Let's start in quarter one. Uh, Federer, albeit not being the number one player in the world right now, is the number one seed in this tournament because Wimbledon does things where they upweight your performance on grass to try to get a more representative seeding uh, and get uh, get the best players available for high quality matches later in the tournament. This worked out fairly well, I think, this year. Uh, although I will say there are a couple of sections of this draw that are just brutally bad. Uh, I'll wait until we get to the fourth quarter, but there's two sections in the fourth quarter that are just outrageously bad. Uh, one section in the second quarter that's pretty bad. And uh, yeah, I, it's uh, it's crazy how this, uh, this works out because Federer, uh, you would have thought he would have gotten afforded as uh, friendly a draw as Nadal got at Roland Garros and Make no mistake, Nadal's draw at Roland Garros was about the easiest draw uh, that I've seen for, um, you know, for, you know, a, a defending champ, a number one seed or whatever in a long time. Uh, Federer starts out pretty easy, but, uh, but he's got a couple landmines in here, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, in Federer's corner, if chalk prevails... In round four, let's just give Federer a bye to round four because he's getting by Lajovic, he's getting by Lachko, and uh, he's getting by whoever comes out of this mess with Meyer, Struff, Yuzny, and Karlovic. Uh, so we'll put Federer in round four where he potentially gets matched up against the likes of Adrian Manorino or Borna Chorich. Um, one, am I making a too strong of a leap putting Chorich directly into round four? Uh, and two... Uh, this would be a nice little rematch of uh, one of the upsets of the year that didn't get a lot of attention because it happened in Halle, Germany, where I don't know how many people were really tuned in for that. Uh, but uh, Federer lost on grass. George beat him. Uh, and we get the potential to see these guys rematch it up in round four here. Um, I, yeah, just looking at first-round matches that might get a little dog money. Just talking Med, to Medvedev over here so much, yeah. Medvedev at <laughs> three dollars fifty cents plus two fifty. That's that might be a price might, that uh, might get a little cash for me. Interesting. At least a, at least uh, a spread bet. But are yeah, you, are you feeling similarly, Kelly? George uh, George to round four is not a not a guarantee. Not a guarantee, and so we just clarify here. So, are, does that make Andy Tweedledee? Is that what just happened there? Exactly. <laughs> All right, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> sweet, well, uh, so I one thing about George. Listen, I like I said, I faded him like crazy in Halla. I can't believe he won. Good on him though. Like he's a great young player, little uh, Djokovic Jr. But. Uh, Oh, man, players coming off a title, like a big title, that's a 500-level title. Um, Federer's a big a big scalp to get. 
I've been pumping Medvedev's tires all grass season. He had a phenomenal year in 2017 on grass, and he has uh, performed terribly in 2018. Man, I would suspect he's going to put George out. George has no history of success at Wimbledon. He's been there four times. I think he's won one match in four years at Wimbledon. So I wouldn't I be mean, right there was a reason. Round. There was a reason you were fading him on uh, in Halla. Uh, his, yeah. his his lifetime stats on grass were absolutely atrocious. They're gross. Uh, how do you? How does a guy like that beat Federer? How does he get to the final? And how does he beat Federer? I don't want to say like I don't want to trash his run. Um, any title's a good title, but he like Zverev was hurt in the first round. He played a lucky loser in the second round. He played like a 32-year-old Andreas Seppi in the third round. Um, his round in the semis, uh, Batista Agu retired after the first two games of the match. So, I mean, George got to the finals without really beating anybody. Uh, if you look at Federer's path, I think Federer had played over 100 games that week, and George had played less than 50. So Federer had been on the court like twice as long as George. And it showed. Federer just fell apart in the third set. Um, I talked about it with Andy on the Ball Boys podcast. I think Federer showed up and was like, I'm going to blow this kid off the court. And George was motivated, probably realized the fact that he got a just a cakewalk to the final. And he didn't go away. And Federer didn't have the gas. Borna is a pest. That's what they Born say. Is a pest. Yeah, he just sticks around. He gets the balls. He's like a Gumby Jr. There, sliding all over the place. I have been impressed throughout his career at uh, Chorch's ability to really hang with the best of the best. Yeah, he's been for a while. Yeah, yeah, we saw him beat Nadal. Uh, We saw him beat Zverev uh, last year when Zverev was in peak form at the U.S. Open. Um, Chorch is not a joke. Uh, He is an up-and-coming young talent, and. he kind of has uh, – he's got a little bit of a mental thing going with Federer right now. I mean, George almost got him at the semifinals of Indian Wells. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yep. So he's got, he's got the game to really give him a, a little bit of a, a, of a razz here. Rather than kind of breaking up the future prices, we're going to save that for the Ball Boys crossover episode. Um, but uh, so I'm just going to kind of focus on the, the draw here. Um, query uh, gets an interesting little section where he should be matched up against – uh, old school grass hardo, uh, Dick Gasquet, uh, likely winner of that makes it into round four. Uh, and the section below that is full of, um, question marks, older folks, guys who, you know, are probably too old for, uh, you know, for putting together, you know, several weeks of winning 10, you know, several matches of winning tennis back to back to back. Uh, Anderson, Kevin Anderson has been in a, gross funk uh, for going on several weeks now. I would not expect him necessarily to emerge from this. It's probably going to be somebody weird um, and potentially Philip uh, Kohlschreiber. Uh, the, I want to pencil Sam Query in here to the quarterfinals because of how spectacularly well he has played at Wimbledon in the last two seasons. Uh, and I desperately want to see a Federer Query head-to-head. Uh, because whether you remember or not, uh, Query has eliminated the number one seed in this tournament two years in a row. Uh, the I think the um, the 
longest odds ever to win a single match in the database I have for Wimbledon is Query beating Djokovic two years ago in what, maybe round four. Uh, Djokovic at the time had every single slam title uh, in, you know, all four of them in his hands. Uh, he was the unequivocal. He was just, <laughs> Query? Oh, nice. I, did, I thought Query was calling later. Um, yeah, Djokovic at the time was the world's greatest tennis player, and it wasn't close. Uh, Query upset him over a rain-delayed uh, two days. It was really something. Um, and like I said, I think it's the largest odds on upset in the database that I have that goes back to 2004. Um, am I pumping up Sam's tires too much here? Because uh, it's not an easy road, and getting past Dick Gasquet is not going to be uh, – not going to be trivial. Uh, are you a Gasquet guy, Kelly? Uh, uh, I I love Richard Gasquet. Yeah, one-handed backhand retapes his racket in between games. He's fun and he's good on grass. It's his best surface. Um, but I, like saying all that, I I don't think he's going to go far. He's thirty-four, five, six years old, thirty-six years old, and he doesn't have the mental game to go deep in slams. He never has. But he's a fun guy to watch. Andy, are you just Dick Gasquet or are you Sambo here getting to the quarterfinals? Ooh, boy. Or other. I haven't heard, haven't heard a lot of either of them uh, making a lot of rackets lately. I can, no, I, Sam's had a bad year. Yeah. I, Wait, didn't uh, did Gasquet win uh, uh, um, Denbosch? Yes. So he, he's, he picked up a pelt recently. He's he's not done yet. Oh, maybe maybe we do have to give him a little credit. Hertzschenbosch. Yeah, yeah uh, that was that was our first uh, ball boys on, and our futures went out early, so I didn't give a flying bleep about the stupid French <laughs> French on French final. That Jimmy Shardy just Gasquet. Um, so Gasquet, it is his best surface. His whole break percentages are always over a pass. Um, he's super competitive. It's just that he doesn't serve. Like in the '90s, right? His game on grass is more predicated on he holds serve in, in the low '80s, 82, 83, 84 percent of the time, and he has an above-average ability to break serve on grass. He uh, breaks serve over 20 percent of the time, so his game he can get taken down by big servers if they're hot, which just seems to be like he's unlucky that he's in the same generation as. Uh, someone like Federer. Like, I think they're the same age. Yep. Good point. Good point. So, Query, if Query's serve is on form come round four, I think I'm probably going to be backing him to beat Gasquet and uh, set up what could be potentially a fantastic match for a spot in the semifinals between Roger Federer and American Sam Query. Sambo. Sambo, yeah. Uh, Let's move down to the second quarter then. Uh, and talk about the uh, spectacular, uh, I guess, really going on now year for yeah, we just Mar- ignore the ignore the Luxemburger. I yeah, well, I don't have much to say about Jill. Um, that whole I think, little there uh, in the like underneath Gasquet, the that section, where, yeah, yeah. Cole Schreiber, like, is there anybody there under the age of thirty? 
Michael Mo Mo, how do you say his name? Yeah, Mo and Smith are, but neither a guy is good enough to uh, no. to do a that damn is, thing. It is a very old quarter. Um, Awful section, yeah. It's yes. a gross section. Cole Schreiber is a sneaky good guy in every surface. God, he's like Gasquet. You gotta love Cole Schreiber. He gets he gets it done. <laughs> the Germans are good on grass in general. Uh, yeah. except for Jan Leonard's truth. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk about the second quarter here. Uh, Marin Cilic is your top seed. Uh, he has the mojo right now. Uh, he was a finalist last year. He got beat by Federer in straight sets in ugly fashion because he had pretty brutal blisters. Uh, it was not fun to watch, but he had a nice run all the way to the finals. Um, the uh, He followed up his excellent play on grass last year with a Queen's title that cashed futures for everyone on this podcast. Uh, and uh, he's got now a little bit of momentum heading into Wimbledon and is the presumptive favorite to win this second quarter, which does not look particularly tough. Are there any players that you see as I look down here, either a, a Milos Raonic, a John Isner, uh, a, a Grigor Dimitrov? Am I underrating any of these guys potentially form-wise on grass or just, you know, with the with the with the likes of Araunich and, and Isner, we've seen you know players like that come into this tournament not in good form and just bomb serves on their way to uh, uh, on their way to a pretty deep run. Um, Kelly, you have a, uh, any thoughts? Got uh, reaction well, thoughts on second quarter here? Got reaction on Chilich is he is on fire and it's not just on grass; it's on every surface. The last. So just about Wimbledon, so he did, like you said, go to the finals last year. The three previous years, he went to the quarterfinals every year. So he 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 does well at Wimbledon. He loves Wimbledon. Um, he was, I think, he was interviewed on one of the podcasts he listened to, and he treasures Wimbledon. So he loves to be here. The last six Grand Slams overall, dating back to the beginning of 2017, he is two finals and two quarterfinals. He is good on every surface right now. So be scared of him. He's holding serve well over 90% of the time. What I would say, though, is don't discount Raonic. I'm not waving the flag here. Um, <laughs> his form's been pretty decent this year. Former right. finalist. I can, get be, I can get behind your – I mean, it is Canada Day weekend, and Kelly's all rah-rah right now for the queen. Have you heard <laughs> – Anything about uh, – have you heard anything about his uh, injury that he pulled out of place? Yeah, I don't know. That was going to be my qualifier. Um, he went to Stuttgart. He rolled through that tournament. He didn't get broken at all until he got to the finals and played Federer. Um, he looked great. And then he went to London and destroyed Yuki Bambri in the first round and then had to pull out against Lopez. So who knows – like he, this guy pulls out of tournaments all the time. He's always injured. Ugh. I don't know what to say. Like if he's healthy, he could roll through this quarter and he could totally beat Chilich. It would be a serve fast coin flip tie break, whatever. Um, seven, six, six, seven, seven, six deal, but he could totally do it. Um, his whole break numbers on grass are great. He, like Andy said, he went to the finals two years ago. Um, I, I wouldn't discount him if he's healthy. Really yeah, hard no, that, to say if fair. he is or not. And yeah, so I, yeah, he's right. all or nothing. Like at at Wimbledon, he's been there six times, I think, and he's either out in the first round, or he goes to the semifinals of the finals. 
I think he's got three trips to the semifinals and the finals, and he's got three or four like first or second round exits. So mm. I, I maybe wait and see how his first match goes. It probably won't change his outright number because he's going to beat some. I don't even know he's got. It's it's going to beat Liam some, Brody. Yeah. Okay. He's going to beat Liam Brody, some like, 250th ranked British guy, and it won't change his outright odds. But see if he destroys that guy. You know, six two, six two. Six three, and if he looks good doing it, and his serve looks unbreakable, then he could give Chilich a run for his money. So then I'll I see. With that. I'll see the floor to you two, and you can give me the same argument about your flag waving big server in this quarter. Well, well I'm, I'm, there, looking, I'm, I'm looking at his results. Boy, I, <laughs> I knew I knew it was a, a rough start to the season, but. Boy, you yeah, look Ronich, at how, how yeah. he start, how or Noah Isner, how he started the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Until Aussie Miami, o- Aussie, yeah. Aussie Open out. To, I mean, listen to it. Ebden, first round exit, New York. He went first round. Uh, Radu, Delray Beach. Uh, what did he get? He got one win there. We oh, yeah, he, he exacted his revenge on the wherever the. We can't remember where Radu was. I think I've missed said. Macedonian? Macedonian or one of those. And then he's not. He's even, from Moldovia. 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 <laughs> and then even where he he what, has been a champion down in Mexico, right away out to Ryan Harrison, Indian Wells, right away out to, to Gale. I mean, those are he's, – he's a big server. He's supposed to be good on fast, you know – Nice fast hard courts like that, and it was just garbage. Obviously, once he got to clay, it wasn't better by skip, any means. Yeah. You skipped over a, a chunk where he played fairly well. No, and then, yeah, Miami and Indian Wells. <laughs> or, uh, well, Miami, yeah, Miami. Miami in, t- in its entirety. Well, you put yep. that little that little two week sample in a bottle. He was unbeatable. Uh, yeah, no, he took I, I the Miami just... title. He won his first Masters one thousand. Um, that was an impressive run for him. Which but, is funny uh, because Miami's like the slowest hardcore tournament. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. I, skip, I skipped over that. <laughs> it's bizarre. Because everything else. It's been trash. Know, Houston, trash. But dude, trash. And then for some reason, I mean, he ran through some big names in Miami. He beat Delpo, Chilich, Chung. Brownich. in the final. Yeah, he yeah. beat a lot of guys that were in good form. It's true. So I, I, faded I, him, I faded him in every one of those matches. I remember this so well; I can taste it. Um, Kelly, Kelly, what's his record on grass this year? <laughs> it's zero. Um, <laughs> hasn't lost. Hasn't lost. He's prep, he, he's getting ready to be a dad, I think, and he may be a little distracted. So I'm not really feeling Isner. And and oh, by the way, like I know I was a little high on Isner at the French Open. It was just because he was like 200 to one, and he had played pretty well on a relatively slow, fast court in Miami. Uh, but um, he sucks in slams. What's his deal? Like for as good a tennis player as he is, he's won a ton of titles, and especially in the U.S., he's won a ton of titles uh, at the 200, at the 250 and 500 level. Finally, won a Masters. Uh, the farthest he's ever been in any slam at any point in his very long career at this point is what fourth round he's never made a quarterfinals don't you think that's just the wear and tear on a six foot nine guy or six foot nine? you would think but he gets a day off between every match right but everybody that he's playing it's super focused they're trying harder i'm sure the matches are more grueling than a 250 event like i know people love to talk about his his 
uh, Big Serve and how it works out for him in certain events. But all his titles are in 250 events. He's playing against lower competition. You just don't mm. like. I mean, just because you win Memphis and Atlanta, every, you play. You play <laughs> did we, four guys. Did we just talk about Miami. Yeah. Okay. So no, no but I, right? I'll grant you the point. Besides Miami, which honestly looks like such a damn outlier. If you it look does. at every it other does. result, it's like it was a different person that played that that week. Yeah. Um, My bankroll also realizes it was a different fucking guy too. Because <laughs> I match. I, yeah, real. same. I, I didn't support him a single step of the way. It was awful. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not excited to back <laughs> him. Um, if there's a, I mean, there's a pretty in this quarter. There's a pretty big name, former number two, down at the bottom there. I don't. I don't understand if they got the seating wrong. Stan Vavrinka. Stan Vavrinka. It's the ultimate fade right now. What's a successful yeah, tournament also- for Stan? One win against Dimitrov? No. The successful tournament for him is not getting hurt. Not Just don't get hurt. hurt. Don't, don't he sucks at Wimbledon. It's his, yeah, he's, his grass is his worst surface. He was never going to win Wimbledon ever anyway. I don't know why he's actually here. I'm assuming it's just because his ranking is just going to plummet into the 400s if he doesn't win. Like He's already 250 now, I think. Ooh. Like Just don't get hurt. He's not going to beat Dimitrov. Even if he did, he's not gonna like make a run here, magical Cinderella run. Just don't get hurt, man. Like, okay. Be here. And honestly, yeah. look, looking at Gregor is like a minus four hundred favorite. I don't want to say bet that, but that's probably value. That should be oh, minus. It should be a thousand. What you'd want to do is look at the games. The, oh, uh, I'll bet a there. three. There'll be a three zero bet. Did you I, see what they opened it at? Yeah. They opened this at like Dimitrov minus uh, 250, and it got bet up to minus 400 in, in like sure. 15 minutes. Uh, this yeah. was this was crazy. This was what this was the biggest line move I've seen so far of any of the first round matchups. Uh, people cannot get their money down on Dimitrov fast enough. Well, um, so there's no spread yet, but the the Dimitrov straight sets is plus 110 right now. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and advocate for that. Yeah. Okay. So, so Kelly, tell me, tell me, Dimitrov, where does his tournament end? Because he's got a weak ass uh, little section this, here. Yeah. Uh, the whole, does he? Who does he go out to? The second. Don't. Yeah, I don't know if you got that far. The second part of this quarter is garbage. Um, it's so bad. What I would say two names to look at here. Um, well, I avoid your question. Is uh, Stefano's City Pass and Steve Johnson. Um, City Pass is super young. He doesn't have a ton of grass history, but he did have he did enter two tournaments already this year on grass, and he did have a little magical nobody knows who I am yet kind of run in uh, in Holland, and he lost to eventual champion Richard Gasquet. So he's he's won some matches on grass this year and he's just a like all around good young talent he i don't know if he can be dimitrov or not but he, he might win a couple matches in this crappy little section and steve johnson is fits the profile of a big serving like holds 85 percent of the time on grass um kind of guy decent in tie breaks um so he's someone that I, I wouldn't mind if you're looking at a to win the quarter and you don't want to bet Chilich 
and you're looking for a big price, uh, those two guys are outliers that are long shots that I would I would think about throwing some money on. That's a wild call, man. That's a wild <laughs> one. I think Bellman's is a live dog in that round one match. Uh, yeah, maybe. Any interesting? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll have to. I'm gonna, now, now you're making me rethink this. Dimitrov's in terrible that. form. Isner's in terrible form. PCB's not good on grass. Like, who out of that little section do you fear? Is uh, is PCB uh, is PCB the the big upset in round one to Albert? It could be, yeah. He's terrible on grass. Albert um, can hold his own with better players. Like Who would have thought to... we'd talk about Albert so much? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Macedonia's finest. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even Macedonia! <laughs> I know, I'm just My goodness. Um, the, uh, okay, so let's move on. The second quarter's weird. I'm going to go ahead and um, expect uh, Chilich to emerge from this mess. Um, and, yeah, I it to me it looks pretty chalky. To be honest, yeah, I think Chilich it's probably gonna this this whole quarter looks like it's if any of the whole quarters plays out relatively chalky, I would expect it to be that second quarter because yeah. I just don't have a lot of feel for uh, some of the younger names and they're pulling off some upsets and causing some chaos. So let's While you're slide about that, yeah. though, before you move yeah. off that quarter. So it is going to probably be chalky. You're right. Chilich is is plus money to win the quarter. Wow, really? So yeah. So if if you like if if you're on board with Basically, I would assume everybody in the tennis world believes that Chilich is second only to Federer on grass. Um, you can get him at plus money to win the quarter. What what's what's price you see? Plus one fifty. Wow! What? Not, oh, huge. dude, I'm all over that. Yeah, That's, but you can also great. hedge that with with Roundich. Roundich is plus three hundred, so you can throw you know whatever your unit is twenty five, fifty, a hundred bucks, whatever it is, on wow. both those guys, uh, Chilich and Roundich, and I, I think it's safe that you're going to make money there. Those are the two guys I see coming out of that quarter, and they're both plus money. Mm. Do you have? Uh, do you happen to uh, have tennis abstract open where you can look at Roundish uh, Chilich head-to-head history? I'm just curious. I'm curious what uh, what the what the head-to-head would would indicate there. Is there any lean? Is uh is is Roundish has Roundish popped Chilich at Wimbledon? Especially is what I'm curious. I guess. I'm pretty sure Chilich uh, owns the head-to-head. I'm not sure if they've played any at uh, Wimbledon. No, uh, Chilich is two to one, and they've never played on grass. Okay, all right. So that that's gonna be pretty tough. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, let's slide down to three. Uh, this one's this court. This whole quarter is upside down. Oh, Your top two is... seeds, Dominic Team and uh, Sasha Zverev, are right. Are afterthoughts, in my opinion. Uh, your this quarter, I think, Ooh. comes down to the other this... two big dogs who are sleeping in the middle. Uh, That's one, a no- hot take, eh? One Novak take? Djokovic and Nick Kyrgios. This is um, this is where all my dog. This is I didn't love the draw because I had some not middle of the road, but slightly longer lines than some people. Uh, Double D, Zoomer. Um, I, I like to maybe back Nishikori. I was looking at possibly some money on Kyle Edmund again, and they're all in the same quarter. So I'm going to have to make some some choices on that. What, and, then, uh, and, then, and, then, and then Kyrgios and Djokovic ended up in – and like you said, those guys are – those guys are two guys that can end up in the final. 
they're the class of this quarter, in my opinion. Uh, oh, Kelly, sure. why were, Kelly, why were you surprised at uh, at my take there? Uh, do you have a different read on uh, on team and Zverev's likelihood of going long here? I I, I don't have a um, not on team, uh, but Zverev. So I I'm really confused by him. Um, he pulled up lame against Chorich, and I don't know how much of that was. Uh, I don't want to play, and how much of it was injury because he was in the doubles draw in Halla again with yeah. his brother, and they played on like deep into the tournament after like they went to the semifinals in the doubles draw. So, so he couldn't have been that hurt, but he totally threw in the towel against George. Like he lost six one six one or six three six one. Like, it was bad. it was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. And. So it makes me think, like, I, I trashed this kid all day long before the French because he couldn't win a five-set match and he couldn't go deep in a major. And then he decided to lose the first two sets in every match just to prove everybody wrong and win five-set matches at the French. So was he just, like, coming out of the French all focused on Wimbledon and just didn't want to play in Halle? Or is he really hurt? Oh, man, that's a tough question. If he's not hurt. If he's healthy, if he's 100% healthy, and if any kind of demons he had about five-set tennis are out the window now because he won three of them in a row, then, man, uh, his game is totally suited to grass. Did you watch that doubles match? No, I don't watch doubles. doubles. I mean, but no, I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to sit down and watch doubles either, but did you watch any clips of that? No. Because he... I mean, I think he hit it. He looked all right. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he. I don't think he's. I don't think he was hurt. I don't know if he just wanted an excuse instead of like I'm gonna retire and I don't want to play right now. And, yeah. Okay. And he, so, he didn't. He didn't want to be a dick and you know drop out of it. Because I think if he retired, he would have had to. He would have had to done that. If if you retire from singles, I think he would have had to pull out and maybe cost him his brother some money. Yeah. Exactly. Good point. So good he, point. I think that was a strategy. I think he's fine, oh, and why didn't he tell us at, about look it? At his, look at his draw. <laughs> he, his, his little section there. Who's gonna beat him before he gets to the to the to Kyrgios? That's the problem. He gets to Kyrgios. <laughs> Kyrgios is gonna be a minus two hundred favorite, and if he's not, then I'm gonna be putting my left leg on it. I mean, Kyrgios is gonna nail him on grass. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, Kyrgios. We've seen him kind of lose mental focus. I don't think that uh, that slam tennis is Kyrgios' best friend because the day off in between seems to kind of lend to him getting distracted and do stupid shit. Um, but, yeah, no, Kyrgios to me is going to be a presumptive favorite over Zverev in round four. Uh, and uh, even if he does get through that, I don't think Kyrgios is getting by Djokovic in the quarterfinals. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how Zverev comes out of this quarter. It's just st- it's 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 too uh, stacked against him. And um, you know, maybe he's a great. He's got the game for Wimbledon in the future. He'll be uh, he'll be dangerous here. But in 2018, I'm not buying it. I think Kyrgios is a great pick as well, but I don't think he's going to be a presumptive favorite. And man, hey, they're three and three head to head. It's not like Kyrgios owns Zverev. They've played twice this year, and Zverev kicked his ass both times. Like, badly. So, I don't know. Like, yeah. He's pretty confident in Nick's abilities there, but he 
got lit up twice this year by Zverev. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love both these guys. I hate that they're in the same, not even the same board, the same, they're in the same eight. Like, that sucks. I think I grade their forms now, currently, way different than the last two times they played. I think I bet Zverev, I'm sure I bet Zverev to be Kyrgios, and they played in Miami. Is that yeah, the first they, one? They played in Miami. They played and then Davis they played Cup. in Dave, oh, Davis Cup. I didn't bet the Davis Cup match, but I but I definitely was on Zverev in that Miami because Zverev's form was just better then. Kyrgios looked, uh, looked not great this spring. Uh, he has looked much, much more dangerous. I, I mean, what would you guess? What, line, what kind of line would we see there? Kyrgios versus Zverev. I I would imagine it's going to be a pick em. Wow, really? I want to agree with that. And it also depends just because there'll they'll be a couple matches. I mean, Zverev. That's what I mean. There'll be three matches where Zverev rolls through. If he yeah. rips through Duckworth, Fritz, and like Zoomer. Zoomer. You know, if, he, if he takes Zoomer, you know, three sets, four, three, two, and, and maybe Nick hasn't looked as good, it'll be a pick em. Zoomer should have beat him at the French Open. Yeah, yeah. Fair I'll just say that. Whether Zoomer even gets there, though, I mean, this—you're right. The whole section he's in is trash. Um, trash. And I think that I think I mean maybe maybe that will present some value at the time. Like maybe uh, if Curios, I mean Curios is—he's not going to have a tough time with these guys. Uh, Nishikori, Nishikori is—I—I'm not sure why uh, Andy. I'm curious what your take on Nishikori is, I guess. But uh, Nishikori is not a great guy. Season. Come back okay. season. Come back season. No, he's gonna have some. He's gonna have his turn at the in in the Far East this fall. Uh, I don't think grass is his. Oh, is his that, is, that is that is a good point. Once we get to that late Asian swing that I always do so bad on, we should back him every tournament. <clears throat> Am I being presumptive in assuming that Djokovic has got a quarterfinal spot uh, in uh, in him without really no. getting tested by any of these guys? You think Edmund has a has a has a no. game to challenge him? I- uh, man, Edmund is a deer in the headlights. Just watch the – go back and watch the match. It happened on Thursday. Jesus, Calm Murphy. Down. He <laughs> can <laughs> British number one, oh. Kyle Edmund. He beat Andy Murray pretty handily, man. British number one. <laughs> uh, Murray, Kyle Edmund chokes in the spotlight. He fell right apart against a no – like, come on. Mikhail Kushkin is – not the kind of guy who should be beating Kyle Edmund in a semifinal match. Man, I joke with a roll over that guy. So, yeah, go, going going back to the quarter before this, Kukushkin beat – I mean, he beat him pretty handily in the second and third sets. And Edmund took care of Murray. And Murray dismantled Wawrinka. So if you want to go transitive property on that, <laughs> like I joked with somebody on Twitter with uh, the Dimitrov match, lay the minus 17 and a half. I love how you're wrong all the way back to Dimitrov. Oh, I, just, I am just gleefully betting against uh, Wawrinka until he retires. Oh, we'll give Kelly some more shit for, for – let me give Kelly some more shit for just a second. Uh, what are the chances, Frank, TFL? Makes it to round four here. I think TFO can make it out of this top four, man. Or do you? Are you going to back Verdasco on in round one? I mean, Verdasco's got some pedigree. Well, I'm going to pretend that whole little top section doesn't even exist. I don't want to watch any of those matches. What? Pocket Kings? He's your boy. Yeah, I hey, I would love if he 
he wasn't in that quarter actually. Pocket Kings is really good on grass. It's funny that you brought him up. I would love to see him come out of that section, but I can't bet him because he'll play TFO and he'll just <laughs> walk off the court. I do like it. I do like it. Uh, we're talking, by the way, about uh, Karin Hachinov, uh, Pocket Kings. Uh, Kings. Yeah, I like I like a KK Frank uh, round three match. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be um, great. Hachinov is really good on grass. He's like, uh, man, I want to say like eight and two over his brief career, seven and three. Like he obviously is super young, so he doesn't have a ton of experience on it. But uh, he's good on grass, mm. much like okay. his. So, who's who's your prediction coming out of this, uh, Kelly? Are you gonna be? Uh, are you all all about Zverev? Uh, it's the winner of Kyrgios Zverev. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I know I really tried to go hardcore. Uh, devil why does that? Today, why but... does the winner of that match beat uh, Djokovic? Because Djokovic is gonna wear down just like he did against Chilich, he's going to fall apart. And those two kids, when they get to that point, they're going to see him. He's the big scalp. They're going to take him down. Whoever wins that match is just going to be pumped right up to go to the final. Like, honestly, I, man, I know we're jumping, jumping the gun, but a Federer versus Kyrgios. I'll tell you, we're going to save it up for the ball boys. Uh, but uh, I, I have a, a dream scenario of the bottom half of this draft playing out that I want to run by, I guess. Um, let's move down to quarter four. Um, weird, weird, weird quarter. Uh, you have a section at the top that is just chock full of good players on grass. You have a section at the bottom that is Nadal and a bunch of nobodies. And then these two middle sections that are just horrible, horrible. Clay, like, this clay. is this is so weird. I can look at this if Del Potro's form is in any way, shape, or form uh, like we've seen in big, mo- you know, big tournaments this year. Uh, this is this. I mean, no one's stopping a Del Potro uh, Nadal um, quarterfinal here. The whole middle of this is so full of shit. Um, what, what, what's your read on, on this uh, qu- on this quarter, Andy? Oh my god. It's a, it, there is a ton of clay guys. It's like we talked about Schwartzman and he got Cuevas, Fanini. Um, Chechenato. And then, and then some shitty, I mean, then just some generally shitty players overall. But Jack Sock, a- who couldn't ARV, win a qualifying ARV, match. clay guy. Feliciano Lopez, who I don't hate, I guess. But he his draw sucks. He's got Delpo in the second round. Um, yeah. Andy Murray, hurt. Uh, Shapovalov, young. I don't know. Maybe not the best grass guy. Jack Sock and his big stupid neck beard. Not great. Jill uh, <laughs> Simon. Yeah, Evan, there's some. Bad, oh, I mean, there's some there's trash some, in here. There's uh, some trash de- in this corner. Demon Hour. Not a bad draw for the first three rounds, and then he's dicked. So there's really not a big, uh, big sense in taking a huge number there. I don't know if I can get behind a future on anybody outside of looking at Delpo's number. What do you make of this uh, this section of the draw, Kelly? There's a, it's it's so lopsided at the top and kind of at the bottom, and the middle is so so garbage. What, what what's the angle here? I think this is the quarter. Like, I kind of disagree with you guys a bit. I think this is the quarter where you throw a dart. Um, Delpo does not have a good history at Wimbledon. 
he's never been really deep. He went to the semis maybe one time. Um, and the rest of the time, he's like a second, third round out in on grass. It's usually because he doesn't play a warm-up event. I know I talked about that at the outset. Usually I like guys that have played um, in Stuttgart or in London or in Halle before they get to Wimbledon. Delpo never plays a warm-up event. I don't think he's got a good history here. Um I, I don't think I like I'm fading Delpo here. I'm fading Nadal. Nadal has won this title twice. He had a magical like four year run where he went, went final, final, win, final, win. I think all against Federer basically and Djokovic. He hasn't been past the second or third round since 2011. Like hmm. that's distant, ancient history. He also did not play a warm up event. Uh, I think Whale, you've already mentioned this somewhere. I I saw it. I read it. I heard it. Nadal usually wins this tournament or makes the final at this tournament when he plays London. He skipped London this year. Um, yeah, that was, I, way, that was that was waving I mean, the white flag. In my opinion. Getting yeah. getting to Delpo too. Yeah, it's not he, like he, it wasn't a. Yeah, he waved he waved the white flag uh, in for for grass season. In my opinion, here this is paycheck for a bunch of guys. I think Nadal's in that category. He can easily, with probably without hurting a knee or putting a lot of effort in, he can beat Dudisella. He can beat uh, Kakushkin or or Pospisil. He can probably beat Demonauer or Chechenato. He like he can make it to the like the fourth round without trying that hard. Um, I could see him getting upset though. Like I don't I don't see him coming out of this quarter. I don't see him. He might not even. Like make it to the quarterfinal, mm. and Delpo too, man. I'm just looking. I'm trying to think of like his last results. It was in the French Open. Yeah, like, he what, got what, smoked what, in what, the semis. I'm like, yeah. what has he played lately? And he hasn't for a month. Right, so and he has some personal Open. stuff. Have you guys been following this, the personal stuff going on with him? Somebody in his family is dealing with something or passed away recently, which has me a little shook on uh, really getting hardcore behind him. Uh, I, I can honestly see Delpo going out in the second I, round to Lopez. Lopez is surprisingly really good on grass. People might not know that. He's Spanish. Uh, he's, you think he's clay. He's all grass. And he's won grass tournaments every year, basically. He, he steals Stuttgart or he steals London. Um, he he could put Delpo out in a serve fest. Like, that's a coin flip. You play a bunch of tie breaks. He could put Delpo out. Uh, Andy, you just blew right by uh, some impressive results that Delpo had recently. He edged uh, rising. The, the Are edged, we talking yeah. the <laughs> he, he edged rising star Taylor Fritz six four four six fifteen thirteen at the Boodles. I don't know if I want to count the Boodles. I, Kelly said three <laughs> bet three sixty five takes bets on Boodles. Oh, I bet Spoiler alert! Yeah. Bad idea. Um, looking at Lopez is a grass player, but I mean, if Delpo's on and he's playing his yeah. game, he, he should get he I, should get past. I don't I don't disagree with that look. That's possibly a nice little spread bet in the second round, but the yeah, rest over, of that the rest. And over, yeah. The rest of yeah. the, the section there, uh, Goffin didn't play grass last year hardly. I think he missed Wimbledon with an injury. Yeah, he tore his ankle at the uh, or, at not, RG. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's not an exciting. So I would say um, Goffin's opponent 
is someone who I've been backing a lot this year on grass. And if you yeah. wanted to throw a dart, um, 80 to one to win the quarter. If Edden gets by golf and like, man, second round matches against Stefan Robert or ARV. Oh, come on. Yeah, he's going to be in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah, he, uh, he, he beats Goffin. He's going in the fourth round. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Goffin Sox, is Sox, also Sox so fucking bad. He's bad. Goffin's also sixteen to one. So if you wanted to throw a couple bucks on both Edden and Goffin, the winner of that match could skate to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of speaking of first round matches? Do you have a feel for uh, Charlie Shapovalov, your Canadian buddy? Oh, he's been so disappointing on grass this year. Thought yes, the grass was going to be the breakout. Like he was going to win a bunch of grass events this year, at least matches and make some deep runs at events. And he hasn't won anything much like Medvedev. Gra- I bet on him good every thing, week. Good thing grass done. season's not over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Charity is serving like, like he's Chilich, um this year on grass all of a sudden. Like Charity won the the big challenger event that goes on at the end of the French Open, uh, Serbaton, mm-hmm. and Andy went deep and lost to Gasquet in Holland. So yep. like his form is as good as it gets for a uh, you know I don't know he's probably thirty one thirty two years old. Yeah, he has a title, a final, and a semifinal this year on grass, which is damn go. impressive. Three events and three super deep runs, basically as good as you can get. I think he probably takes down Chapovalov. Thumbs off. How about how about Dion, Pierre Murray? Yeah. Oh Jesus, this one. Are we are we all uh, gonna get get frisky with Pear? He's only about two to one, and I know that might be a bet. I I can I can get on an Andy Fade, his stupid whiny British face, or where he's not even British, I guess. Is this a terrible? Is this a terrible idea? I mean, Andy Murray, he's gonna have the juices flowing, being being back at Wimbledon. Uh, probably puts together a complete performance, or do you think yeah. Pear is a live dog here? Kelly? It wouldn't surprise me if Andy Murray takes this in straight sets. Um, yeah, Benoit yeah. Pear yeah. hates grass. Uh, he's been quoted multiple times saying like he doesn't even want to play on grass. He wishes they would get rid of the surface. Um, <laughs> he's here for a paycheck. Andy Murray is one of the greatest grass players of all time. His like he's not a he's it's counterintuitive because he's not a huge server. But he has like an 850 winning percentage on grass. He goes deep at Wimbledon every single year since like 2006. That, percentage, that percentage went down a little this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. yeah he, he had a rough trip to the seaside. Um, yeah. but, uh, so, I mean, you know, I mean, for those who have not been following particularly closely, uh, Murray really, uh, we haven't really seen him play since a year ago where he got hurt in Wimbledon against query in the quarterfinals. Um, and, um, you know, his, his, his comeback, his recovery seems in the infancy, uh, and, uh, and there's maybe no better bet than than laying the price against Andy Murray winning Wimbledon this year, in my opinion. Uh, it was a good bet before the draw came out, and now the draw works out where he has to play Pear, Charty, Delpo, then someone, Nadal. I mean, he, he's just going to go through murderer's row to make it deep yeah. into this tournament, and I, there's just absolutely 0.0 chance we see him playing week two. Um, so, uh, sorry, Andy. Uh, next year. Um 
The, do we, uh, do we bot, want to touch yeah. the other Canadians just because we have a Canadian expert on? Yeah. Uh, Polanski? Or Pospisil? Did either of them win a match? Pospisil might. He's, his best He's playing subtract. Kukushkin. He's got Kukushkin, Kukushkin might be a little fatigued. And then Polanski Novak, huh? Hey, let me it's, ask you speaking of fatigue, ugh. is it? Uh, can you guys tell me, uh, did the guys who went from Anatolia, Antalya to. Uh, Wimbledon last year, did they just all suck? That's I what I have in the back of my head. I, I have in yeah. the back of my head that the, all of those guys who made that trip from Turkey to uh, to Wimbledon all just absolutely shit the bed, but I can't quite remember. Well, I'll tell you one second here. If you want to just keep talking about something else for a second. Okay, well, Andy, who knocks Nadal out? Nadal does. Okay, well... <laughs> Okay, um, no, I, just looking, I, looking at this, boy, his eighth doesn't really look like there's somebody that's going to play grass better than Nadal just plays on every surface. The next highest seed is yeah. Schwartzman. That's not happening. So probably whoever, Goffin, I don't know. The, the, this is a really tough quarter. The eighth above, I think Nadal comes out of his eighth and then who knows? Like Nadal could make it to the semis. I don't. Mish, I don't Mish, doubt that right now. Misha Zverev and PHH aren't particularly bad grass guys. A uh, demon. Do the, the demon's not bad on grass, so you might see him do something kind of fun. Um, I don't know if these guys could beat Nadal necessarily, but um, uh, are am I? Is there? We, I guess what's the devil's advocate case? I am because I'm really I'm I, I'm selling short on Nadal. Um, just because of his preparation for this event and because at Roland Garros he did not look as uh, as dangerous as he did a year ago. Um, and I'm expecting that he is really trying to at least bottle it up and save it for U.S. Open title defense. Um, but, you know, what's what's the devil's advocate case here that Nadal actually makes a deep run and is a semifinalist or finalist? His draw is super easy. Yeah, I'm just, I yeah. can't find someone that's going to – Oh, like, oh, he's got a tough grass court player, top, you know, a top 20 player that does well on grass in his quarter. I think he wins his quarter. What's the price for that, Kelly? It's almost even. It's because he's wow. got nobody. Yeah, I, I don't have What's... a big problem with that. Hmm. Hold on, hmm. hold on. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, it's, um... it's even money. It's exactly even money. Plus 100 to win the quarter. <sighs> I will say this. Here's what I'll say about Nadal. Uh, I think if you're everyone else who has a shot at the title, you want to see him out early. Um, And the reason I say that is because as the courts get worn down, um, they play more and more like clay. Um, And some of the issues, you know, he, it's, it's extremely tough to get spin on the ball and Nadal's game relies so much on getting spin on the ball. It's, it's, and the spin on the ball is less effective when it hits a grass surface. Uh, So, you know, that, that's kind of some of the general reasons why Nadal has not necessarily been as dynamic on grass as he is on clay, aside from the fact that, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a little bit more difficulty moving on grass and he complains about it hurting and, and he gets injured and picks up nagging injuries on grass. Um, it's just and, like I just said, who beats Nadal? Nadal beats Nadal. Yeah, right. He, His he, body he breaks pulls, down on He'll yeah, pull right. in the third, in the third match. With uh, something wrong with his damn hampers. You know who was pretty frisky on grass at Wimbledon last year and almost beat Andy Murray is uh, Fanini. Any chance Fanini gets Nadal? We've seen Fanini play Nadal two 
the death a bunch. Uh, yeah. We know well, that that's like that's a pretty uh, a pretty live uh, live matchup there. The fact that they're in the same little eighth section here, maybe we see a Fanini Nadal uh, round four barn burner. Well, that's anyone's guess. Fanini's little section there between Schwartzman and Fanini is all clay players. It's awful. So, it's so bad. It's, it's so it's weird. All clay guys. So I don't know. I, I have no feel is, for that. Is Cuevos uh, Dolgopolov the worst uh, round one match of all of these matches? Like these two guys could not be in poor form and could not be more awful grass players. Like who? Yeah, when, uh, how did that happen? Time, yeah, when's the last time <laughs> the dog was healthy? That guy is. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, all right. That, that's a. I think that's a good breakdown of the draw. Uh, some thoughts on each quarter. Uh, let's wrap up the deep dive and uh, and then let's uh, let's go do a ball boys. <laughs> <laughs>